You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, and we are proud to welcome back returning sponsor, Onares. Providing a powerful and flexible system for managing vacation rental properties, Onares provides booking and maintenance management, payment scheduling and collection, as well as insightful reporting. Onares will provide you with a long-term booking foundation that is scalable for your vacation rental business while fully managing your channel listings, but still focusing on your brand, your website, and your way of doing things. If you sign up now using the promotional code VRF30, that's VRF30, you can get 30% off your first three months. Make sure you listen into the mid-episode break where you'll hear some great testimonials about Onares and more about this incredible company. For more information about Onares, click in the link in the description of this episode on your smart device. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Today, I am talking to the co-host of The Real Women of Vacation Rentals and the Director of Business Development of USA and Canada at Homes and Villas by Marriott Bonvoy. It is, of course, Annie Holcomb. And with 20 years experience in this industry, she's got a lot to share. And we're talking about education, mentorship, standards, and how to become a real professional in this industry. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. And here we are halfway through the summer now, and I hope everybody's enjoying it. I hope you're all having a really, really good time. I am. First time in 20 years, I think I haven't spent my weekends dealing with issues and talking to guests and owners and I have to say I'm quite loving it right now. There's a lot happening with Vacation Rental Formula Business School at the moment. We're really motoring with the new website and building courses and you will see a lot more to come. We'll be talking a little bit more about this a bit later on. But in the course of, you know, the course of my mornings, I scroll through LinkedIn, I scroll through Facebook, I look and see what people are talking about in this industry because I so often find the best topics for the podcast through reading posts on social media. And they often start with a link to an article. And a week or so back, I read a post on LinkedIn that referenced an article in Skift that was entitled Short-Term Rental Saturation Leads to a Correction and Lots of Home Sales. And yeah, we've heard this all before, of course. But the post by Annie Holcomb, picked up on the underlying truth. What she said was, while this is not a crash, it was an inevitable occurrence. People not understanding what it truly takes to operate a successful short-term rental business. We've been saying this for months. This is not a get-rich-quick business, and people need to understand how to build a strong one that can stand the ebb and flow of travel. And so, as I said, the poster is Annie Holcomb, the co-host of The Real Women of Vacation Rentals. She's also the director of Business Development USA and Canada, Homes and Villas by Marriott Bonvoy. 
So today I've invited Annie to come and talk to me on the other side of the microphone for once and explore her thoughts about access to information and education and mentorship in this business and much more. Of course, this is really close to my heart as we launched the Vacation Rental Formula Business School to, uh, you know, how we bring really quality education to everybody that's out there that actually needs it. And it was interesting because the post inspired so much comment, mainly focused on the messages that newcomers to the industry are hearing that it's easy money, when in fact, more education, more mentorship, more support, more networking for people who are new to the business is what is really, really required because it's not easy money. Maybe it was two years ago, but it certainly is not now. So Annie and I had a discussion and I'm bringing to you this interview. It's really inspiring, thought-provoking, motivating, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's go on over to it. So I'm super excited to have with me today, Annie Holcomb, and you probably know Annie from the podcast, The Real Women of Vacation Rentals. But Annie also has a very busy full-time job. So you'll tell us about that. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining me. Always good to talk to a fellow podcaster. Oh, Heather, it's an absolute honor. You are just the OG <laughs> podcaster, the OG rental manager. You're you're all of the OG things, like just wrapped into one. <laughs> what does OG mean? <laughs> Oh, guard. Oh, oh, guard. <laughs> As we're going to talk about. As we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about whether, you know, I should be wiped out because I'm old guard. No, absolutely not. So just give us a background on your role now and where you've come from. Oh, gosh. So I have a, I have a, a, a woven tapestry of experience. I started out in hotels, front desk, worked for every kind of hotel brand along the coast in the panhandle of Florida where I live. Lucked into a company that decided they wanted to break into vacation rentals in the late 90s. Worked for them for several years, then started a management company with my husband and two co-workers. Did that through the last real estate downturn and oil spill. <laughs> and then ultimately ended up over at an OTA Expedia Worked there for four and a half years handling, you know, he's joked the non-traditional lodging, which is the vacation rental segment of business, then worked for channel management. And now I find myself back in the OTA space. Um, so I'm the director of business development for U.S. and Canada with uh, Marriott Homes and Villas. Wow. Now that is, that is experience. That's a lot, <laughs> a lot. of, a lot of experience. Yeah. When I go back to me and my, I've had 20 years of experience as a property manager. That is nowhere near the breadth that, that you bring. And I know that, you know, you're, you're out there sharing a lot of that experience and expertise on LinkedIn. And I follow you on LinkedIn and love the posts that you make, but there was, there was one that you made recently that really struck a chord with me because it was about an article in Skift, one of those same old articles that, that have been appearing over the last six months or so. Not going to mention the, well, I am mentioning it, <laughs> the collapse, <laughs> the collapse article by Nick Gurley, which if it was clickbait, which clearly that title was, it, it, it definitely achieved what it set out to achieve. But there's been a lot of articles about short-term rental saturation and corrections and home sales. But you said something that, that really resonated with me from that. 
you said we've been saying for months, this is not a get rich quick business and people need to understand how to build a strong one that can stand the ebb and flow of travel. So I wanted to explore this a little bit more, figure out, you know, where we are with people that are coming into the industry, because there are going to be those who came into the industry at that time and are appreciating that maybe it was too much for them, the promises that were made to them for whatever reason, they are not able to make the success of it that they thought they would. What needs to happen now for those who are remaining in the industry, they're not selling, and maybe for those who are coming in and taking those first steps. So let's have a let's have a big overview from you. Where do you think we are with the people that came into the industry in 2020, 21, maybe 22 as well, and particularly for those who are hoping to stay in? So, gosh, there's so many things to unpack in this topic. Um, I think, again, you know, going back to like experience, I've been through a lot of a lot of things in my career that are kind of like those big bellwether events, like big things that change the direction of whatever business you're in. And again, you know, I live in a in the panhandle of Florida. We're prone to hurricanes. So been dealing with hurricanes and tropical storms and those type of things for years. Have that pretty well set. Had an oil spill. And that was something that had, you know, unprecedented in my life. So that was a new thing to to deal with. Then we had a, you know, an economic downturn just about the same time as the last kind of real estate bubble, if you will. And then we had COVID. And it, so it's like over the, you look back over the breadth of my career, I've been in all these different facets of the industry. But the one thing I know is that tourism is, is a staple. People feel that traveling is their God-given right and they're going to do it. And so like, I think what we saw in COVID is people just needed to get out there and it, and it's shown a light on vacation rentals that we've never really had before. Now we've been doing this business, you know, you 20 years, I've been in this over 20, you know, 25 years in various facets of it. It's been around for a really long time. We're not new. And, you know, we have an opportunity now with this light that's been shown on us to like welcome people in. And I think we're all excited about, again, the growth and more people stepping in the industry, but it's really going to take the old guard giving an olive branch to people that think they're the new guard or they're coming in and they want to be part of this business and helping them understand that this is a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to be in this, you're either going to be in it for years or you're going to be in and out really quick. And the ones that are in and out really quick came in it with the mindset of like, I'll buy a piece of real estate. I'll be able to rent it for more than my mortgages and then I'll sell it and make a bunch of money. What they didn't think about was the fact that they were buying at the height of what real estate was going to get to, especially if they bought in the last like 12 months. And they just didn't have a plan. They didn't understand all the things that go into managing properties from, you know, just permitting and and dealing with hiring the staff, making sure you're doing the marketing, your distribution, your revenue management. There's all these pieces that are fundamental basics that I don't think that again, there's not a playbook. There's not anyone that runs exactly the same. So it's hard to say like, you know, here is your, here's your roadmap and this is the way you do it. But I do think that people got in here with the wrong sense of what direction they were going to be headed. And now they're just kind of at a crossroads. Like, do I get out? Do I stay in? Mm -hmm. And I think for us, people that have been in it for a long time, it's incumbent upon us to like reach out to them and say like, okay, we want to help you. We want you to be successful because I've said this, you know, um, to several people regarding like Picasa as an example. If they're not successful, it's a black eye on the industry. Like we want them to succeed. We want them to, you know, be a publicly traded company that people will look at and and be proud that they represent our industry. You know, there's just 
I could just go on for days about it. There's just so many different ways to take it, but we really have to bring all of the segments of the business together to, to lift each other up. Yeah, there's a, a number of things that you said there that I'd like to touch on. One of them is there is no one piece of education and say, this is what you have to do. You have to do this, this and this, and you will be successful. And I think this is what's been happening with some of the, I mean, we've all seen the ads, you know, come and take my course and learn this business in three weeks for $1,500. Right. Because what is being taught is by the people who've only been in the industry for probably that same amount of time. Right. So when you say it's in, you know, incumbent on us that have been here a long time to mentor, support these people, how, how do we do it? How do we get that message across to them that there is this wealth of information and education and mentorship out there? Well, I think it's just, it's about networking. It's about calming the noise that's out there. Again, there's a lot of clickbaity posts and clickbaity articles that'll get out there. And, and that's fine. If people want, if they're looking for followers or they're looking for likes, I mean, th there are going to be people that are do that, but I think we just have to be consistent. We have to be available to people. I know I have a, a private group on LinkedIn and it's just, I just call it VR mentor meetup. And we just go post and share and like uh, trade articles. And it's, it, you know, it's only been going on for a little while. So I don't expected to be anything big. But I think it's just if everybody would take something that one piece that they're very passionate about and focus on that and be available to people. I mean, one thing that I really don't want to get into and I and I, I see some of it is negativity, like putting other people down uh -huh. for the sake of them, you know, themselves. And it's like, again, we're all in the same business, regardless of what, you know, whether we're urban or we're a traditional market, we're all trying to do the same thing. And if we can get our voice together and open up more opportunity for people to share and, 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 and have a, a, I guess a, a judgment-free zone, if you will. I mean, LinkedIn is a really great place, but sometimes it can get a little negative and we just need to be there and be consistent about offering support and offering help. And, and one big thing, I, a big opportunity that I know we have is with VRMA. I think VRMA, you know, they opened up their membership a couple of years ago to welcome in independent owners or smaller operators. And that was a really great start. But I think we need to continue to drive the point home that we're not just vacation rentals, we're <laughs> short-term rentals, we're everything in between. And that's where I think people got entrenched in their camps is, I'm a vacation rental property manager. I'm a short-term rental property manager. At the end of the day, we're doing the same stuff. Uh -huh. It just depends on what market you're in. I look at it's more urban versus like traditional. But we have such an incredible dearth of knowledge just sitting. You're an example. You've got so much information. We need to have you hosting webinars, hosting conferences, being on stage, instead of having some of these um, some more sensational types on stage to get people riled up. Yes, it's exciting. And, and maybe people, you know, really get energized by it, but are they learning anything from it? And so I think we have to find a balance between the excitement and showmanship and, and the education and bring all that together. Yeah, I think you're right. And you, you sort of referenced there's two camps. There, there seems to be two camps. I think from from the side of the more traditional rental managers and operators, the people who've been around, we don't necessarily see ourselves in a camp. I think we seem to be more encouraging to bring the newcomers in to teach and to mentor and to network with than perhaps those who are seeing themselves as the new guard, the new entrance. I interviewed Avery Carl, 
a couple of weeks ago and she's she's a sort of she was in that other camp i guess and is now yeah. as as she's grown into the industry she is seeing it from a different viewpoint now and she used the expression nurus we're seeing a lot of nurus the new gurus um, yeah. and you're absolutely right that they seeming to negate what is out there in the way of experience and i listened to that no bs podcast when Bill Faith was interviewed. And I wanted to jump in and say, look, you know, we may have been around for 20 years or 25 years or 30 years. And, and there's some, there's some people who've been in this business for 30 or 40 years right? and have so much to share. Don't discount them. We send our kids to school to learn from people who have the knowledge you don't say to your kids, it's okay. And coming up to your high school years, you go out and learn it all yourself because you can do it better. We used to have a fridge magnet at home when my boys were in, in their teens. And it, it just says, teenagers, go out, get a job, buy a home while you still know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said that to my son a time or two Yes. As well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. I, I just, I think that, you know, there's a lot of well-intentioned people, but there are people that are hyper-focused on being wealthy or having all the flashiness of wealth that comes with it. And that's fine. I, I, I think that there's room for everybody, but I, I don't want that to be the lure of people like running to the light mm -hmm. and thinking like that's the direction they need to go and not understanding that, again, there's people here that want to help them and kind of hold their hand through the process. You know, if they don't want to have their hand held, but just need somebody there as kind of a support, fine. I think we're all here, but it does really, it, it matters I feel it matters how we're perceived as like, again, the old guard or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, we, we shouldn't be negated. We should not be cast aside. We should be welcomed in just as much as we should be welcoming them in. It's yeah. not a, it's not a us versus them situation. It's a like, you know, again, we're greater together. We have a spotlight on our business that, again, we all wanted for so long. We were all, you know, going to shows and going to conferences and talking to our OTAs and saying, hey, we're here. You don't understand us. And we've made a lot of headway. But, like, again, we can just join forces with this. I, you know, I reference the pie that we're in all the time. And the professionalized vacation rental is like 25% of it. That 75% that's out there is all doing, they're all doing great things in their mind. But, some of what they're doing is causing strife in a market, which is causing unneeded regulations. Uh, you know, it's causing perception within communities that what this type of business is not needed or wanted. You know, it's there's just a lot of negativity that can come from not being educated or being willing to be educated about what's out there to, you know, to to run a successful business and to be prepared for again where we where we sit right now in terms of the you know, mm -hmm. economic worries and the downturn in tourism, which really isn't a downturn, given that the numbers are still high. Yes. So. You mentioned VRMA, and I remember a couple of years ago that they did start encouraging new owners. If you have one property, if you have three properties, if you have five properties, come along, we'll right. welcome you in. And I, I, rem I can't remember which conference it is, but I recall there was a... Uh, icebreaker meeting with all these, not, not just new members of VRMA, right. but those at that stage. And I, I don't recall it happening since. It hasn't seemed to have been that focused on these people since. Are you seeing something different? Am I missing something? No. And I think that, again, the opportunity 
was put out there and then there was just there was just no mm-hmm. I, I guess no follow through i mean yeah. i think it's a it's just an enormous opportunity i am on the membership committee for brma and it's you know one of the things i just look at the numbers and i think like we have thousands and thousands and thousands of potential members out there like how do we get to them mm-hmm. you know is it partnering with the realtors is it partnering with bill faith i don't you know i don't know the answer but i just know that doing nothing is not serving us yeah at this point i think that's that's a great point and you you mentioned partnering with bill faith as a possibility that is something yeah. that he mentioned on that podcast that there perhaps could be some sort of partnership between and he's seeing them as definitely as two separate camps which i think you know, this is the way that the world is at the moment. You're either in one camp or, you, or the other, yeah. which I think is, is a little unsettling that it, it's bringing that sort of polarity into our market. How can we breach that gap and, and get people to the centre? You know, I think it's going to take some of the larger voices. Again, a Bill Faith, he's got a very large audience. The Realtors Association, I mean, they've got let's think of how many realtors are in this space that don't Mm -hmm. necessarily consider themselves a a property manager per se, but they're managing properties or they're giving guidance to people that might want to manage property. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of areas of opportunity engaging with Airbnb is a great example. I mean, they, they're an OTA, but you know, people get very frustrated that they've become the name of our industry well, sometimes you got to get with the enemy and, and, <laughs> and you know, and, and use that the audience that they have. And I, and I think it it would behoove them to have the education out there for their partners just as much as it would for the partners to be able to access the, the information. So there's a lot of different ways we can take it. But I just think, again, it goes back to as an industry, we have to start elevating more voices, not just four or five voices. We There's so many people out here mm-hmm. that I've met within the last couple of years. Lauren Madewell is one that comes up all the time and just an absolute gem that the things that she does and she's so creative and she's young and she's energetic. That's what we need. We need those people like her that are in these family businesses. To your point, they've been around for a long time. They're not new, but she's got a lot of great things to say and she can get the engagement and, and just having more of those types active on the boards and not having people that are on a board and maybe they just, they're too shy to get out there and speak. And I mean, I'm not one saying that everybody needs to have a platform, but share the information that you have, whether it be through somebody else or inviting, you know, a local person who's just opened up a small business that has three units, invite them over for coffee and like Mm -hmm. ask them what their troubles are. They may be very similar or they may have new troubles you never knew about. (laughs) We just have to be open. Oh, that's interesting you raised that. Because it takes me back 20 years ago when I came out to Canada and I'd I'd been running my vacation rentals in Canada for the previous five years. So I decided I was going to immigrate and, hey, I'm going to start a vacation rental management company because the ones that were around us, I didn't think were doing the best job. But I had no idea, absolutely no idea what to do. And I could not get anybody to talk to me. Nobody was in, they, they, they talked yeah. about, well I, well, I would talk to you, but you know, that would be sharing our secrets. Right. And, <laughs> and then fast forward to today, there are no secrets. Yep. You know, everybody's out there on Facebook and on LinkedIn and wherever they are, wherever they're sharing and they are sharing. So it is so much easier to find that information if you are a new entrant into the business, but that's only if you want to get it. I wanted to because that was the only way I could learn 
because the information wasn't as freely available as it is. But I think what's happening is people come in and they see all sorts of disparate information, little bits of it here and there. And there's nothing, would you agree, there's nothing that's really coherent Yeah. And I think also too, is that there's so much information, it starts to become noise and they Mm -hmm. don't know which pieces of that information is like, which should I take as gospel? Which should I take with a grain of salt? Which should I completely ignore? And and again, and and I, and it was funny because just going back to another LinkedIn post I made, because I, I see a lot of people that come in and one of the the tags that they put on their bio is that they're an influencer. And it started to tell me like, who defines what an influencer are? Because you influence me, but you might not be influencing someone else. So we are going to look at you you in a different way and vice versa. And so there was just a question in my mind, is it really about the numbers? Because if it's about the numbers, then I'll never get there, you know, Mm -hmm. but if it's about content and it's about conversation and engagement in that conversation, then okay, then I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing something like people, you, you wanted to talk to me because of a post that I made. So I think that it's just, again, making sure that people understand that you have to get as, read as much information or look at as much information or find as much education as you possibly can. And you'll learn which pieces work Mm -hmm. for your business. But at the end of the day, if anybody tells you that this business is, again, we can go back and quote Lauren Madewell, passive, my assive, you know, you have to be active in it. You have to be engaged in it. You have to understand how you affect your neighbor, how you affect your market, how you affect the business. I mean, you're part of a really, really incredible ecosystem but it's big and it's vast and it can be very overwhelming. And so one of the things um, through the conversation on that post that we were referencing earlier was that I I likened it to people who dove into the deep end of the pool and never took a swimming lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, just, there's just a few things that you want to make sure you, you know, before you get into it, but above all, don't be afraid to ask. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing I would tell anybody is don't think you know it all. And if you're, um, if you want to know, a million people are out there gonna that are willing to help you. I mean, I that's one thing that this industry does better than I think anything I've ever worked with is that we're all open to help and provide information and provide direction. So we just need to continue to do that. Yeah, I think uh, there was there was somebody who posted in a response and and just said, you know, get out and network, get out and network, go to the conferences, and it's been it's been really good to see so many new opportunities. Damien Sheridan with his yeah. short stay week. I went to that in Barcelona back in oh, yeah. back in May and it was predominantly a much younger and fresher audience than I've seen recently. Good. Bart Sobies in Australia with his Strive conference and he he put a comment on your post as well. And besides saying he said this is a business not a side hustle and I work with a lot of hotels. They meticulously plan what they're going to do before they get into it. And short-term rentals should be treated the same. But he then went on to say that he was surprised that he was approached by so many people to yeah. say that they, you know, they were interested in learning from people who had been around a long time. So maybe that's, that is the thing. It's, it's going to the conferences where that type of collaboration is being promoted rather yeah. than saying, you know, we are you know, we are coming up, we're new, this is it, get rid of the old guard, we'll just drive ahead with something very new because all those people out there are rooted in the 
earliest part of this century, and you know, they've they've lost it in terms of modernity and being up to date. Rather than doing that, these new people who are doing these other conferences, like Damien, like Bart, and there's some other ones that are, are going on through the US and Canada, have more of a collaboration yeah. feeling about it, and I like that. And certainly in Barcelona, I was I was quite blown away with the shift in the age group. Maybe it's because maybe it's just because I'm getting older. Everybody seems young now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that feeling all the time. No, but it is it is nice to see. And I know that our team over in Europe, they do they've attended several of those conferences and, and they'll say the same thing. I mean it's like just the shift in where people are putting their attention and and who's uh, who's showing up at these conferences. I mean, yeah, there's the traditional ones that have been going for years, but all of a sudden there's just a there's a whole new segment of uh, fresh faces. And I know again through LinkedIn I've had people reach out to me that just like, hey, I just want to connect or I saw your post and it was so interesting. And that's good because I think, again, if you would just engage and just listen and find a few people that you can, you know, ask a question to or just listen to or just get some ideas from it. it I think it, it sparks the right conversations and, and it sparks people to follow the right people. Um, and again, I, whenever there's anything associated with, you know, do this and make a million dollars, I always go like, not again, not against it, but at the end of the day, it's like anybody that's been in this business knows it takes a really long time to, you know, to, to make a lot of money. You have to work really hard and put a lot of attention, a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. And you just mentioned, you know, to me off, off camera that, you know, when you sold your business, all of a sudden you had free time that you didn't realize that you, know, you were going to have because you just you're in the business and you're when you're passionate about it mm-hmm. and all the things that you have to do to drive it to be successful. It's it's a time consuming thing and it's it's not passive. It's not something that you can set it and forget it. We're going to take a short break just now to hear about our sponsor, Onares, directly from one of their clients. We'll be back to our interview in just a few moments. Hey, I'm Jody Bourne. I'm a website designer and consultant for the vacation rental folks out there. And I want to tell you all about Owner Res. If you do not have a PMS or channel manager, or even if you do and you're looking for something new for whatever reason, I highly recommend you get started with Owner Res. There are so many companies out there and different ones appeal to different people for different reasons. But I will say of all the PMS companies that I've worked with, I feel like Owner Res is the best. They really care about their customers. They're constantly adding new tools, new integrations, new features, new services, and their pricing is great. So definitely, if you haven't checked out Owner Res, Get to know them and see if they're the right fit for your business. Well, that was a great testimonial. And now back to our interview. So how can the people who are listening to this and thinking, you know, I do have this wealth of knowledge. I would like to mentor somebody. How do you go about it? A couple of years ago in the podcast community, there was a call for mentors And whoever was doing this put together this bank of people who are interested in being a mentor and the upcoming podcasters who had an idea and didn't know how to take it forward and match them up. And, and I had, I had a mentee in Africa 
And she was absolutely amazing. She was encouraging women to take new roles and to apply for jobs that had traditionally, you know, would not have been open to them. And that was what her podcast was about. But she didn't know how to get it out there, how to talk about it, how to, how to invite people onto a podcast. So it was relatively, I mean, it was, it was great to have this discuss, these discussions with her about approaching people and asking them to come on a show. And it was very, very simple. And, and her show's now doing really, really well. Nice. But that was just a relationship that came because somebody went out there and said, look, I've got this list of people who want some mentors and I have, yeah. um, I have this list of people who would, who would like to have a mentee. How can we go about doing something similar? Well, Heather, you and I can start our own uh, mentoring database. No, um, I, I think, again, people need to just ask. Like, I, There's no shame in that. And I think that that's one of the things that I wish I had known sooner was just if you don't have a mentor that's like naturally there, ask for one. Like there's people that want to do that. They want to share their knowledge. And we've got, again, 25, 30 years of knowledge you want to like transfer over. And, you know, there's opportunity there. But I um, I go back to VRMA. I think VRMA has an opportunity to create some sort of mentoring group. They did a program during, I, want, I can't remember what they call it. I want to say it was like meet your neighbor or something like that. But it was during COVID where they were attaching people monthly with new faces in the industry and you could get connected with, you know, somebody in technology or somebody mm -hmm. who's a property manager, like just different areas. And every month you would get a new person and you just, you know, have a coffee chat that we were doing obviously zoom calls during COVID, but I met a bunch of people that way. And it just, I think, again, you, putting yourself out there for someone to reach out to you and vice versa. If you want information, go out there and seek it. But if you want to offer information, you have to go out there and offer it. You know, you, mm -hmm. you need to be out there and be centered. So I think, you know, LinkedIn is a really great place. I think that working more collaboratively with people, again, in the in the camp that perceives us being in two camps, um, Annette and Sarah, their Thanks for Visiting podcast mm -hmm. is amazing. And what they're doing with that is so good. And I love it because they're so focused on just showing truly how it is to run a business because they're in it day to day, but they're offering up that education. And I think just partnering with more people like that, whether it be we do it through the podcast community, or we do it um, through VRMA, or we just do like a bespoke conference that is just about getting people together for that purpose. I don't know what the right answer is, but I just know that, you know, together we can do it. Yeah. So, so you ended your post by saying we've got a strong position of voice. Let's use it to bring it all sides together and make it stronger. Yeah. So we've we sort of covered a, a, a couple of things in, in terms of that. I'm still sort of struggling. You know, maybe, maybe it's just me having this sort of Pollyanna thing that we could reach out and bring all these people who are confused and thinking that they should sell their places because they don't know what to do with them or they'd like to grow and they don't know how. And I'm thinking that, you know, they're all going to come flooding in and <laughs> respond to our outpouring of experience and expertise, yeah. but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so Probably not. I mean, it's like that, you know, you can take a horse to walk, you can't make him drink. All you can do is just make the water available. So I, I think, again, if it's, if, if for me, it's just about being out there and being present. And when I see things that resonate with me, what I've learned is that if it resonates with me, it might resonate with one or two other people. And that's, mm -hmm. that's all I need to be is just speak to one or two people. And then those two people speak to two people and, and you know, it, it multiplies down kind of downstream, but it's, we just, when we see things that 
we question or, you know, we may not agree with, I think it's, it's good to have a conversation about it and it's good to have opposing views without it being confrontational. But the more we have a dialogue, the more information we can share and, you know, again, button up and make sure that there's not falsehoods or, or clickbaity things mm-hmm. that are shared out there. I mean, the data, the data post that everybody's been talking about recently, I mean, there's a great example. I mean, you can manipulate things to, to tell whatever story you want. So I think having somebody or having people in general that called that out very quickly, that speaks volumes because I don't know that that would have happened five or six years ago. I mm-hmm. think so. We, we definitely, as an industry recognize we have a voice and we have a spotlight. It's just a matter of getting it a little more unified. And and I'm not saying that there needs to be one spokesperson or 10 spokesperson, but I think that we all are the professionalized side of it. If you want to, you know, call it that way, it, it's our responsibility to make sure that we call out the, the falsehoods and, and make sure people know where they can go get good information that will help them make good decisions. So if you had overall control of VRMA. Oh God. <laughs> What would you like to see a VRMA conference looking like in five years' time if we were to bring people together like yeah, this? I think having, and there's been a lot of conversation for, for years about this, like a couple of different tracks for people to join. So again, if you only want to manage three or four units, this is the things that you need to be aware of. And if you want to manage 10 and scale to 50, this is what you need to be mm-hmm. aware of. But you want to be in 27 markets. And, you know, there, there's just various tracks of the business that I think that we could present instead of trying to be, I don't want to say that that's the way it is, but I think sometimes it trying to find the balance between small and large scale makes things vanilla. You know, we're just, Mm -hmm. we're just not presenting things in enough detail with enough depth of understanding or conversation available, um, to people to make them get them excited about wanting to be part of it. So we have to, first of all, make them excited that this is a great place to be. And again, safe space to share, safe space to learn, safe place to ask questions, get them excited about that, and then create tracks of information that will mm-hmm. resonate with each type of group. Because again, you know, an operator in an urban market like Atlanta doesn't need to know the same stuff that someone in Panama City Beach or Dustin, Florida needs to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just different ways of operating, but there's no there's no reason that we shouldn't have all of that available for you to, to kind of cross-pollinate thoughts and conversations. Yeah, it was interesting the way they did it at a short, uh, short stay week. So the the first day was book direct. It was just about direct booking and strategies and ways to go about it. And then there was scale rentals. And the first day of scale, re- scale rentals was for property managers from naught to, I think it was naught to 25 properties. And then the second day was the larger managers, these are 25. 25 upwards. And and that was quite interesting, the content that went into those different scale rentals days. You could certainly go to both, but it was very focused, very focused. Yeah. And I, th- I thought that was such a great way of, of doing it. But we shall see. We shall see where VRMA goes over <laughs> yeah. the next next five yeah. years. And of course, there's so many other. There's so many other. Oh yeah, there there really events. is. I just use that as it. It's our association. We need yeah. to make sure that everybody's participating. And I think Amy's done the most amazing job with the women's summit because yeah. you know I've, I've I've been to the past two women's summits. I'm going to this one this uh, this coming December. Can't wait for that. And that to me is a 
such a great collaborative event. It does bring everybody in. I've seen people there who have just one property and then the larger property managers and people coming together like that and really learning not just the mechanics of running a, a company and operating a business, but also all the other stuff that goes on in the periphery of it. Did you write that post about um, imposter syndrome? Pro oh, like this week? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, yeah. that resonates very much with me. I've had imposter syndrome from the day I started my first job and I still <laughs> have it. And I thought yeah. well, that would be that would be a great topic to because I think it, it's very common, a great topic to bring to something like the Vacation yeah. Rental Women's Summit, because Absolutely. it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't look at age and mm -hmm. what camp you're in. People are out there with that emotional feeling of imposter syndrome. So I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, yet another post that you made. You're really inspiring me actually to go out and because I have imposter syndrome, I tend not to post <laughs> because, because I don't want to be judged. But you are inspiring me to do so now. Oh, well, thank you. I, that, I appreciate that. And I will say that it took a lot for me to get to this point. But I think COVID was, again, it was a catalyst for me because I think everybody was in their kind of fight or flight mode. Like, you know, how are we going to get through this? And it, trying to not necessarily be relevant, but just be present and, and, and be engaged that I found it was okay to say things because, again, it may not resonate with every person that sees it, but if it resonates with a few, then then that's mm -hmm. great. And then the few becomes more than a few, and then that you know it, it it over time it kind of gives you a little confidence in what your thoughts are. Like maybe you're not an idiot. You know? <laughs> maybe you're not. You know, maybe this information that you have in your head is is valuable. So yeah, I encourage everybody to get out there and have those conversations. I mean, there are unfortunately trolls, if you will, that get out there and will comment negative stuff or they just always know best. And, you know, you just kind of ignore it. But for the most part, most people have been engaging and shared their thoughts and countered or asked questions. And so, you know, if, if I inspired you to get out there, I mean, I know you have, a, like I said, an incredible wealth of knowledge to share with everybody. So please do it. Please help share all of it. It's, it's only going to make us better. So on a last note here, Annie, if we've got listeners out there who are perhaps, you know, they decided that they're going to listen to an old guard podcast <laughs> <laughs> and would like to get some help or some assistance in growing their business and becoming more professional at it. What would you suggest that they do? Well, I would definitely listen to your podcast for sure. I would also suggest that there's a like there are just so many. You know, obviously the podcast that I do with Alex Husner, it's uh, Alex and Annie, the Real Women of Vacation Rentals. But there's the No BS podcast. There's just a lot of great podcasts out there to get that information. I would say again, they people can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm oh, I'm very active and available on there. Um, that's the best way to engage with me. And then I think that as far as getting information goes, it's like no question is a stupid question. That's one thing I know for sure is because you're asking it, somebody else wants to know that answer too. So just ask as many questions as you possibly can. Yeah, exactly. And I've been saying that to people for years, you know, just, just ask the question. There is no such thing as a stupid question. But sadly, there are those trolls out there who do jump in and tell people they're stupid or they should have used better punctuation. And yeah, yeah it, it, it's tough 
when when that sort of thing impacts you but yes i think you've 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 made a very wise point they're they're there they always will be and they really service their own needs and not anybody else's anyway so ignore them but yeah thank you you you've had some very wise words there and i've really enjoyed this conversation i really have i think it's one that needs to be going forward i think we you know we've got to find this way of of reaching the people that we can help and with our with with the wealth of knowledge with everybody that that has been in the business for some time we've all got it to share so so thanks so much for sharing yours today well thank you for having me i really appreciate it thank you so much annie there's so many threads in that conversation that i think we will pick up on over the next weeks months or whatever I think this is an area that we should probably spend a little bit more time on because somebody's got to get out there and bring people together. You know, it's it's no longer a case of everybody is in the same place. We're all in different places. I'm not going to call them camps anymore, but we're we're in different places, but we do need this effort at collaborating and bringing everybody together. So hopefully um, Annie and I will maybe pick up on this and take this a little further forward. I would love, you know, we, we had a little chat after the interview and just talking about how we bring people who are interested in mentorship together with those who would like to spend some time with people who've been in the industry a while. I remember a while back on the Sarah and T podcast where Sarah went down and spent some time with Tim at his property management company and then came back with so many ideas for her own. And and I've heard this from other people that they just went spent a couple of days just shadowing somebody who'd been in the business much longer. And they saw how their company worked and they were able to bring so many ideas and new thinking back to their business. So maybe that's something as well that we should we should think of. Um, certainly for smaller property managers, I would have loved that when I started out. If I'd had the opportunity to go and sit down in somebody else's company and see how the operations ran, see what they did in terms of marketing, looked at their office space, went out to a couple of their properties and understood how their changeovers were managed. All those, all those things, all those different components that, that come together to bring a solid property management company to success. You learn from other people and, you know, you don't have to take everything away. You take what you need and leave the rest. I think that's that's something else that we should perhaps be exploring. Okay. Of course, you know, we talked about education and that's what we are intending to do with the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. We're not at this moment bringing together sort of a full course that's going to teach you how to do it on a step-by-step basis. We do have different parts of the business that we're providing education for. And as we go through the next six months, you're going to see more and more coming online. So you'll be able to do a pick and mix if you want to learn more about marketing, or if you want to learn something about data and revenue management, you'll be able to go to the Vacation Rental Formula Business School and find these short courses that will maybe fill in some gaps in your knowledge. And I think at some point 
as we go into 2024, we will be developing a property management professional course that covers all the elements that you do need to know. Doesn't mean that you have to apply them in exactly the same way as everybody else, but the elements that you need to know in order to form a really good property management company. So that's coming in 2024. It's actually something that we tried to do back in 2020. And we launched it in March of 2020. And look what happened. Uh, We didn't actually take it any further. So I'm pleased to be putting that back together again with a lot more learning that I've taken on board and the rest of the team has taken on board from the last few years. So super enjoyable conversation with Annie Holcomb. I will put her LinkedIn link, if you like, on the show notes. Go and connect with Annie. Tell her that you heard the podcast and that you'd like to have a connection with her. And I'm sure she will welcome you. Of course, I'll put a link to the Alex and Annie podcast as well. The Real Women of Vacation Rentals, and suggest you go take a listen to that as well. So that's it for me for another week. Wherever you're listening, I hope you enjoyed that, and I will look forward to being with you at another time. This episode was brought to you by the kind returning sponsorship of Onares. Don't forget, if you sign up, use the promotional code VRF30, that's VRF30, to get 30% off your first three months of usage of Onares, which is an internationally recognized leader in vacation rental software. And you can click the link in the description of this episode on your smart device or head over to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash Onares to find out more. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.